hardest part about being a wrestling fan is a seemingly constant reaffirmation of the mortality of our heroes. There is rarely any closure, just a series of blank pages in the middle of a chapter, as if we are left to fill in the rest of the book ourselves, with our tears, our daydreams, and our memories. We remember the sheer intensity of the warrior, the way he blazed down the entry ramp, hopped up onto the ring apron, the way he violently shook the ropes. We remember his awesome power, the way he held men high over his head, his arms fully extended, and then let them crash to the mat face first. Perhaps most of all, remember his bizarre and frequently morbid promos, talks of sacrifices that sounded suspiciously more like murders, or at least unwilling self-destructions. It wasn't until his eerily foreshadowing final promo on Raw, the day before his death, and the realizations that hit us all this morning that everything finally made sense. He expresses dichotomy between the ephemeral and the internal, that any day could be our last, any breath could be the final release of our spirit. But our sacrifice is forever, and our spirit will remain in the words of the storytellers and in the hearts of future warriors. He expressed the dichotomy between life and death. Life was a giant battle. It was adrenaline pumping through our veins, our heart pounding in our chest, the air swelling in our lungs. Life was about making the ultimate sacrifices and fighting until our last breath. Death was a glorious ending, the merciful release from the battlefield, the journey into parts unknown. There was no warrior great enough to defeat death, not even the ultimate warrior. But the message seems now but the message it seems now was always clear. A more extreme variation of Dylan Thomas's Do Not Go Gentle into that good night. Give him a fight. Make death earn his victory. How fittingly ironic it is that the warrior's return to parts unknown was not one characterized by a glorious battle, but something even more glorious and powerful than that, peace. As for us wrestling fans, a moment of unexpected Barry Hatchets and a promo on Raw we never imagined seeing for once. Maybe it was closure enough. That was collaborated by myself, Brian, and Travis Felt of the DailyWrestle.com. The show must go on. <laughs> What up, what up, what up, what up? This is the BS Wrestling Report. We are brought to you always by our boy Jesse Lambert over at Archangel Studios, the Archangel Photography. It is the day of, day after, the Ultimate Warriors passing, as you just heard Steve's little promo there. (laughs) Just paying our homage to the Warrior. One last more for you there, buddy. Steve, how are you? What's going on? I am doing good. I'm a bit shocked considering he dropped dead like a day after he was on Raw. 
but um, it almost was like the Hall of Fame and Raw were really his swan songs. Yeah, I you know you go back and watch him again, and you just see um, you see the man, not the the, the character, yeah. the warrior, and you see him at at the Hall of Fame, and you see him talking and pointing at his wife, and like you know you you truly saw like I don't want to I guess you saw love there in her eyes, you saw emotion. She was just so proud of him for what he had done, and he'd always been himself. He never sold out to anything, and just been him. You know, and he had his girls there, and they're looking at this, their dad. They're just mm-hmm. at him going, "You're just dad." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty, like, pretty much. Like, uh, you know, I guess a wrestling god or a, you know, this immortal, this weird thing that never really existed. It was kind of like a enigma, this phantom, this warrior that would run to uh, where you know. Yeah, uh, the- and I don't know, and they just see dad, and they look at this thing going, "Look at this! Look at all these people that." <laughs> like my dad. love him. yeah i don't know that's got to be surreal the whole thing was kind of messed up yeah I, I i'm just blown away um just but i when i woke up this morning i had uh there was five people who tweeted us and then um that's at bsw report and then i had about eight missed text messages from people and i was like what the fuck's going on so i look at my phone and said warrior's dead i'm like ah, who the fuck's trying to mess with me and then i i pop on um the news, the local news here in Tampa, and I swear to God, the dude was broadcasting from Hogan's Beach shop talking about the warrior yeah, passing. I, my phone died last night. I didn't charge it. I just fell asleep, and I woke up to you, my buddy Mike, uh, a couple other people Facebooking, tagging me and things, and I'm going, what? He was just there, but I'm not going to lie. You know, not doing the dude I called it and saw something, but he just seemed off to me at Raw um, in the ring, in the ring. A little more than normal. Well, yeah, not his mental stability. He's always physically. Yeah, physically. He just like when you saw him shake the ropes, it just was like, dude, you're not that old. Like, yeah, it wasn't as it wasn't as ultimate as before. No pun intended. Yeah, I don't know. It was off, dude. It sucks. Um, I guess there's I read reports of uh, autopsy. It doesn't seem to be that there's any drugs or alcohol or anything involved, but you know. I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, you hate to say is that the people blame it on the steroids for these, you know, young guys going down with heart attacks. And uh, I'm just going to guess that he used steroids. I'm not positive, though. I'll say this um, for the people. Last night, Brian and I tried tried to record this show. And our computers messed up and we didn't know it about 10 minutes in. Rumor has it he died at about 530, 545 in Arizona, which is two to three hours behind us. Our computers stopped recording at eight thirty, eight forty-five ish. So I just want to—I <laughs> just find that very, very weird. Somebody was telling us we need to do this again and talk about yes. the warrior. Yes. So that, with that in turn, that made us change our old school moment of the week. But uh, what else we got lined up for tonight, Brian? Uh, we're going to go over just our standard operation of things. But first, we got to cover WrestleMania. So first, we're going to hit over WrestleMania. We're going to go over Raw. Real quick, we're not going to spend as long as we normally do on Raw. We'll do our internet rumor, fan questions, things like that. So I believe first, though, to kick us off, lead it in, we're going to go with the fan question of the week. We are, and it was about Taker Lesnar, and at Chrissy112 wants to know, why do we think Lesnar was the guy to break the infamous streak? I don't know why, and I just don't like it either. I know why. I, I mean, I, I, I like to feel I know why, because... A, Taker said so, it was his call, and B, Lesnar can carry that heat. Yeah. He's a, go ahead. You, he can, but the thing is, is, you know, people, I've heard uh, another guy use that 
and say that he can carry the heat. But, you know, Taker never carried any heat carrying it. No, because everybody is so for Taker keeping it. So for him to lose it, it has to have heat. For him losing, whoever he lost, I don't care if he lost it to me, to Daniel Bryan, to Warrior, to Hogan, to Sting, Michaels, it doesn't matter. Whoever lost it, instant heat. Okay, well, either way, I just don't think that I, I, myself, and our executive producer of Podcast Relations, executive vice president? Yes. That's what it is. Uh, When we were watching WrestleMania, we were both just in shock, just staring at each other that it happened. But on top of that, we were both on the agreement that it should be somebody that can continue it. Now, Brock has lost at WrestleManias. Correct. So, it, to me, it takes away from the oomph. So, if they would have given it to, uh, I don't know, let's say Bray Wyatt, who could have won Sunday at WrestleMania, yes, they could have continued a streak going with him. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, the, yeah, they could have. That would have had to postpone it till next year. Exactly, but now what I see happening is is this is just going to go away. How long can he walk around going, I broke the streak? Uh, considering how often Brock is around. Yeah, but how often are people th- going to care? Um, all right, I'll put it like this. The absolute biggest moment in wrestling history was Hogan turning heel for the NWO. Correct. This was right on its heels at number two. You think? Because I don't think it's going to have the merit. I don't think people are going to care in a year. People will care about the Undertaker always. No, because if that's his last match, he got injured severely in that with a head injury. Yeah, yes, he did. Vince went to the hospital with him and missed the whole main event. So how is it going to carry over if he's not there to like try and revenge it? If he never comes back, he just walked out. He didn't even do the Taker like stop at the back with his back to the crowd and put his fist up like, I got you bastards, I'll be back. You know what I'm saying? Michaels didn't fight back after his last match. What do you mean? Sean didn't didn't retaliate after his last match. Retaliate to who? You're just saying Taker Taker um isn't gonna if he's not gonna come back, this is just gonna be his Yeah, and nobody cared that Taker put Shawn Michaels out for retirement. Nobody I care. Yeah, but you didn't see Undertaker at the at a show and you're there and you go, oh, you suck, you made Shawn Michaels retire. You didn't scream that at him. You didn't you stopped caring. It, it he, uh, yeah, caring. He, How long yeah, do you he, sell eat, sleep, break the streak shirts? Uh I think we've hit the we've hit our caps. Eat, sleep, broke the streak. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I just think, yeah. eh, it is what it is. Unless they, I don't know. I don't see the future, so hopefully they prove me wrong. And uh, people are saying someone like Roman Reigns should do it, and I think people who say that just need to not do that. See, I, I'm still, I, I, would, I would agree with them more that they don't need to be somebody with heat. Yes, the person will be, have heat for a moment, but why couldn't they have just picked up The Undertaker and given him a hug at the end? And the Undertaker hug him and pass the torch to him. I think because then we would have known it was Taker's last match. I don't think it is his last match. I don't. I mean, I don't know. It is what it is. I'm not. I don't either. No matter what, you're not. Nobody's going to fix it and sell me that you know it, it should have been Brock Lesnar. I think it should have been a professional wrestler, not a part-time guy. Oh, it should have been like Batista. I get it exactly. <laughs> uh, so I guess uh... let him be the legend killer again. Ooh, Orton. Yeah, the or- yeah, yeah, yeah. The legend killer angle was pretty fucking good. So I, um, I guess that'll take us to the pre-show match with the fighting Tito Santana's versus Ryback's versus the Real Americans versus the Uf- Usos. I want to preface by saying 
Our executive vice president of podcast relations predict this down to a fucking T. Yes, down to the exact call. I don't know if he was speaking with Vince earlier in the afternoon. Whatever he did, because what uh, Ryback, I mean, uh, Real Americans ended up losing, and then uh, Swagger and Cesaro ended up duking it out for a minute. Dookie, dookie. Um, yeah, I think it's good. I picked, uh, you know, I picked the uh, Flying Samoans there to take the, to keep their title. Team Samoan tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they. It was stupid. I picked. I know. I picked the real Americans just to think outside the box and uh, give us something to talk about. But I feel deep down, I knew the Usos were going to take it because those boys got a lot of lot of fire on, you know, the, underneath their ass. The other two suck, and they had to yeah. split up the real Americans and where better to do it than WrestleMania? WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but Cesaro had some. Uh, Great success later on in the evening. He did, he did. He won the arm bar and buried Hulk Hogan and Lex Luger in the process. Yes, and that body slam was impressive. It didn't. I mean, even though he was sweating, it looked so effortless. It, yeah, I mean, he picked him up, and I was waiting for it to be a momentum slam. We're going to hollows it over. <laughs> or what, what would Heenan call it, a hip toss? Yeah. <laughs> like when Luger slammed Yokozuna. No, it's a hip toss. It's a hip toss. No, that motherfucker picked him up, walked a good three, four feet, and doop, dumped him. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was that was good stuff. I, I was impressed. I was actually impressed pretty much overall by the uh, armbar battle royal. Um, yeah, Cesaro wins. Yeah, I thought it was just entertaining. Now I knew, you know, you knew it was going to come down to you could pick five guys in there that it was going to be left in the ring. I understand that, but it was just entertaining to watch. It was fast. It was fast paced. They didn't draw it out too long. No, good. That yeah. was oh fucking a. I'm just talking about entertainment. I sat there and went just as a wrestling fan, just stared at the TV and was like, "Hey, look at these guys throw each other out of the ring." And he'd laugh when the jobber got thrown out, and he'd pound the ground and pretend like he actually had a damn chance. <laughs> yeah, like come on, uh, what's that? That new uh, Xavier Woods? Like really? Yeah, you need really, yeah. really. Um, really? Yeah. And then it was, you know, fun to see guys that you thought should win it get thrown out because you kind of get caught up in it, like seeing the Miz get to the, you're like, what? And seeing Dolph and Cody and yeah. was Bar- Barrett wasn't in it, was he? I don't think so. Them sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. Uh, uh, Kofi had his fucking two seconds of fame for the year. His leap of faith landing on the on the steps there. Dude, one day he's gonna botch one of those. <laughs> Blow out an ankle. And there's gonna go an ankle or an ACL, and I'm just gonna be like, yep. Nope. See you later. Cool runnings. Cool runnings. <laughs> so uh, that made me laugh. You know what else made me laugh? What was that? The Silverdome. The Silverdome. Yes, they mentioned the Silverdome. Hogan could not get his head out of his ass. Uh, he said the Silverdome twice, and he said WWFE. WWFE. WFE. Uh, yeah. I thought that was pretty entertaining. Seeing the the you know then seeing Stone Cold come out, then seeing the Rock come out. Uh, I don't know. Seeing the secret handshake between Austin and The Rock was entertaining. You know, who did know? Sla- slap twice, point a different direction. Um, yeah. a, a little uh, secret, a little, I guess, a hidden moment out of that I liked is when Austin had a couple beers in his hand and he asked the guy to throw him one more. And The Rock looked at him. He's like, "You're doing three. And Austin kind of looked at him. He's like, "Why the fuck aren't you?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was it was pretty good. Then they hit us all with what their catchphrases, yeah, their tagline gimmick or whatever you want to call it. I think that's yeah. pretty good, and then the cheap pop because they all kind of laughed when Hogan did uh, when he threw in Louisiana into it. Like, oh yeah, like, ah, he went for it. He went for the crowd. He went for the the city. Yeah, just like uh, who does that? Mick Foley. Mick Foley here in 
Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> uh, yeah, or Tampa, Florida. Um, but I think the hundreds and hundreds will agree that that opening promo for WrestleMania was like the stage, fucking awesome. Yeah, I get irritated that they call these guys the host of WrestleMania when they're out. Yeah, nineteen seconds for a four and a half hour show. What's just just be honest with us? You gave him a couple bucks to get buy rates. Yeah, well, that's I, it. I I can accept reality. Hogan did as much work as The Rock and Austin, but they weren't the hosts. <laughs> I, I well, give yourself a Horowitz. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the opening match was uh, what Hunter versus Brian? Yeah, that was it. We were already uh, about an hour. Yeah, well, not an hour. It ended at about an hour. So sorry, I got my timeline confused there. Don't let it fucking happen again. Um, I thought that match was entertaining. It was just a good wrestling match. It told a good story in the ring. Yeah. It didn't. It they came in, they fought, they battled, and you know the underdog won. Uh, what Austin used to say: "Arrive, raise hell, leave." That's what they did. Um, the one thing I don't like is how they keep selling this Daniel Bryan injury shit. Oh, his shoulder, dude. That that's about as overplayed as the eat, sleep, break the streak shirt. You don't like? Yeah, it's. Uh, He's got that shoulder thing going like uh, the post-pay-per-view Jeff Hardy lower back. Oh, yeah. From Raw when he would come out and start doing his little dance, and then he would hold his lower back like, I was so extreme last night, now back hurts. <laughs> like, shut up, Jeff, you were on coke. Yeah, or the DDP <laughs> taped rib cage. But, dude, uh, well, I don't know, Dally did break his back. Yeah, and, uh, Dally was famous for taping up his ribs after everything. He's always taped up. Like, if you t- tape on your skin, it doesn't help your ribs. I don't care how much tape you use. No, Taping you, you break. Your stomach does not tape your ribs back together. No, your ribs break. There's only one thing to heal, it, and that's time. Putting compression on it. I, I mean, I'm not a medical expert. You're closer than I am. All it does is make me want to punch it more. Ah, <laughs> so I shouldn't punch him above the tape or below the tape, but I'm going to punch the fucking tape. Yeah, does it hurt now? Does it hurt now? Does it hurt now? Um, but, yeah, overall, the match was good. Now, the next match was not good. That was the squash match, right? Man, I wish they would have used the shield a lot better. Yeah, you know, young guys, first WrestleMania, what do you want? they lucky they got to come out. Well, yeah, um, but they got a big pop, dude. The crowd was very, very pro-shield. Uh, and they got new merchandise with their uh, face masks. Those are pretty legit. Yeah, I'd buy one. I'd wear it snowboarding. Did you buy one yet? No, I didn't, but I would. Well, what are you waiting for? Uh, yep. <laughs> All right, that, that, that works. Um, I would not buy one. Um, but I, I will probably purchase a Daniel Bryan shirt. Ooh. Yeah, for when I um, go to Battleground here in July, right here in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> Too bad they can't <laughs> see your smile, huh? I didn't smile. Well, then you didn't do it right. I grinned like an idiot. So the um, six-man tag, uh, Kane and the Outlaws versus the Shield, it was what it was. It Basically, to me, was no rules. Yeah, that's what I got. I mean, um, just shit kind of hit the fan, and somebody got pinned, and then it was over. I was really looking forward to see Seth Rollins kind of, you know, um, well, be Seth Rollins and land on his feet after doing yeah, like where a did triple. Where that guy come from over the last few weeks? Shit. Man, dude, that that's one athletic motherfucker. Yes, it is. And I think we can owe it all to CrossFit. Yeah, supposedly that's what he's doing. He needs to incorporate some DDP yoga. He needs to come to Oakland County CrossFit. Or Steve's house in Tampa for some GDP yoga. There you go. Bring us the Miz. 
<laughs> yeah, that was a random promo. Um, so next up would be my match of the night. Cena and Wyatt. Man, that motherfucker. Wyatt had a badass intro. Oh, with the dudes with the the <laughs> banana nose? Yeah, and then the, the live song and the whole thing was just money. I thought those dudes that did the song were, would be fitting for Papa Shango as well. <laughs> you know, they're kind of creepy, but dude, yeah, Wyatt, dude, that match. Now, the the average person will say, what are you talking about? Bray Wyatt lost. Bray Wyatt um, lost in the, in the Gorilla Monsoon. There goes one in the win column for John Cena. Yes. He did not lose in the wrestling promoter eye. If you watch Raw the following night, you will see that Bray Wyatt won. I mean, with in regards to WrestleMania, because Cena, yeah, you're right. Cena got the one, two, three, but he he really did put over Wyatt. He put him over. That match was a it was a classic old school, good versus evil, good battling his inner evil. The whole thing, uh, it, you know, again, it was telling a story. I guess I never looked at wrestling as telling the story. Like I knew I liked the storylines. I never looked at the matches as telling the story until I was listen, started listening to uh, Austin's podcast more and the way that he explained that you're telling a story in the ring. And I'm going, well, son of a bitch, they are. Because if it just was two guys beating the hell out of each other real quick, I wouldn't get it. If there mm-hmm. were no ups and downs, if this guy wasn't over and under and over and under. Wait, basically, if it was a Goldberg match, you wouldn't get it. Like, yeah, that's why I get, didn't get many Goldberg matches. <laughs> um, whatever his finishing thing was and uh, suplex thing. All right, I'm gonna. It's gonna sound like I'm going off kilter here. So, but I'm gonna tie these two together. They say Tupac invented rap and Eminem perfected it. Jake the Snake Roberts invented ring psychology. Bray Wyatt is perfecting it. He is. He's one of the few that have had that good ring psychology in a while. That you uh, and you truly believe that this man lives in a wood shack. And just sits there and goes, "I'm better than the world, and I'm gonna take over the world." And and these, you know, like, you believe he's a cult leader. Like, you just believe that he's weird and strange, and he's probably a nice guy and reads Dr. Seuss books to his children at night. Well, look who his dad is. Yes, Erwin R. Part of the Varsity Club. Um, <laughs> Bray Wyatt's character, I don't know why, but it reminds me of the movie Cape Fear. Hmm, with it. with it's, it's a good flick with Nick Nolte and De Niro from uh, late 80s. Okay. It's a good thriller flick, but I don't know why, it just... The fedora and the um, the Hawaiian shirt. The Hawaiian shirt kind of weirds me out, but, you know, whatever. What do they call that in Hawaii, though? Just a shirt. Oh, okay. I just wanted to clarify that for some of our listeners. <laughs> um, so then uh, we were see that the next match would have been Taker-Lesnar, but we covered that, I think, pretty well. Yeah, it was what it was, and we'll see what they do with it. Hopefully it makes it, you know, hopefully they didn't kill the streak and make it irrelevant in a year. Hopefully there's some kind of... At least maybe Lesnar picks up and says, you know, nobody's beat me since I've beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And th- I think that could work then. But Well, that'll happen when he wins the um, title at SummerSlam. Yeah, well, we'll see. So the Divas match. All right. Yeah, it was a Divas match, and uh, they fought in AJ1. All right. Yeah, so that, that takes us to the... Uh... As they say, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship match. I need them to do me a favor. What's that? That's too fucking much. One goddamn belt. I'm with you. One belt. And I prefer the, if you will, WCW belt. I do not. Really? You prefer the the new 
Or do you want the eagle? If you say the eagle, oh, the winged eagle belt. Yeah, oh, no, the 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 blue winged eagle belt. Right. I mean, I'll I'll go in with you in that. But out of the two that we have right now, I'd prefer the WCW one or the NWA or whatever you want to call it. And they also need to redo the tag belts to the ones um, what early to late early, uh, late eighties, early nineties, like what uh, the Natural Disasters and Demolition and the Hearts had. Yeah, those are good ones too. And the IC belt, it can stay how it is, but put it on someone else. So what did you think about the main event? There was, I thought it was good. There's that one spot where um, Orton and uh, Bautista kind of teamed up and drove Brian through that table. Yeah. That could have been, a, you know, a fucking broken neck. or could have been a disaster. It, 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 was, it definitely was a slobber knocker. It was a slobber knocker. I thought um, it was good. It was, uh, you know, was what it was. It was a good... Three. It was basically two on one, essentially, with three on one. Well, three on one. What with Triple H coming down? Yeah. So I just wish Triple H would have been more involved. I wish there would have been more of a story. Um, I was talking about this. Well, we we talked about this yesterday, essentially. So I feel like. Um, but I wish there would have been more of a story with uh, in the middle of the of the pay per view with uh, Triple H and got kind of more involved. It was like his match was over and he lost, and then he kind of just. It was over. I don't know. I wish they would have finished it out a little bit more. All right. If you had to rewrite it, how would you have done it? Maybe just had um, a backstage interview with Daniel Bryan. Say, hey, they did. Okay. Well, in that interview, have Triple H interfere and tell him that he's putting himself in the match anyways because this is my company and I can do what I want. Something along those lines. Yeah, then that would have been a great... That would have been a great... Um, well, quote unquote, fatal four way, but they would have built it as a three on one. That's that's what I predicted originally. That's how I would have done it, but I would have um, brought the old man back. Yeah, made, or yeah, or made like we said before, made Triple H win, and then made you know Vince McMahon say, it, you know, damn it, we're gonna do this right. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I mean they they know Daniel's Daniel Bryan's ball of fucking fire right Just now. Money. Exactly. So they, I mean, if you didn't, if you honestly thought Brian wasn't taking the, the belt, I mean, the strap, as they say. Yeah, as 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 Kev says, the strap. Um, then I don't know what to tell you. Fuck you. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I don't fucking know. Overall, what do you? Uh, I, what do you rate the pay per view at? Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. I was gonna give it closer to nine, but we'll call it eight and a half for the show. Yes, I would have. Here's what I would have done: is I would have, um, I would have put the IC title on the line with Big E and someone who is all actually titles, fucking relevant. All titles should be on the line at every at pay-per-view, every, paper. Every single one, and yep. especially WrestleMania. I, I would like a ladder match. Something. How about they put all of them up there? They put the European title, the U.S. title, the TV title, the Intercontinental title, all in a match. One ring, like eighty guys, and they just fight until until the four of them are gone. Even the Dude, title, I, and whoever finds out you got to be—that's who your partner is. The other guy. Fifteen <laughs> years ago, that would have went over in WCW. <laughs> that that seriously would have. That would have been the best. They should do a battle royal ladder match. Put the tag titles up there, and then just find out like two random guys grab the title. They're like, "Hey, Kofi Kingston and Brock Lesnar are partners now." <laughs> I think Brock eats meals the size of Kofi Kingston. So I just, um, I, I think the show was good. What I would have changed was, well, I mean, granted, it wasn't anything you could change, but the Brock Lesnar uh, Taker match was a little slow for my liking. 
But he got he did hurt. get injured, and that did hurt the show, though. You can't deny that it didn't hurt it, and I understand that it was I, out of yeah. control, but that, to me, bothered the show, you know. So Yeah. Yeah, it did. I mean, yeah, because Brock had to call the match, and I don't know if, I mean, I don't know if Brock ever has. I'm sure he can. Yeah, maybe. Um, Brock didn't know you are supposed to call a wrestling match. He just went in there and literally beat, beat people up. <laughs> Dude, I'll say this. If that triangle choke was that Taker had on Lesnar was a real one, Lesnar would have been dead. Well, yeah. Like, like legitimately been dead. Yes, holding it, holding it as long as he would have, but he would have t- tapped out. Oh, you would like to think he would have, but dude, dude, he—that's Taker's what three hundred pounds at least. Dude, that's a big motherfucker to do that to pick him up. You know, those, basically from legs. the knees to a vertical twice. You got those long legs too. Yeah, dude, Take and you know that's just around like he's gonna be able to squeeze that in there tight. Yeah, and uh, tighter than that STS Dina has. <laughs> I think I have basketball shorts fucking looser than that uh, STF. Um, but for Lesnar to stand up twice, yeah, you know, to stand him up like that, it was kind of like when Sherman um, stood up ADR when he had the uh, code red on him. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we got to put out a cheat sheet for people with our names for folks and the <laughs> their moves. All right, here's the cheat sheet. Sherman is Seamus, code red, was the move that ADR stole from Sergeant Craig Pitbull Pittman. That was WCW's form of Sergeant Slaughter. Yes. But you should probably fill him in who ADR is. Oh, uh, that's Alberto Del Rio. I mean, it's an easy one to figure out, but, you know. <laughs> There's a few out there that are well, a little not with us. Um, so anyway, and we're glad you're listening. Yes, I, I rate the show very high. I think it was good. Um, very entertaining. And... You know, it wasn't what I liked about it. The best part I liked about it was that it wasn't overdone in the arena. It's perfect. Yep. Um, the previous years they have done them in those open air arenas, um, mm-hmm. and then they put those big pillars up with the canopies and the and it's so like the ground's so flat, like you know, because they're in a football stadium, and you're just yep. thinking like, God, that would suck to be there. Like you're just happy you're not there. Last on Sunday night, I must said last night. Sunday night, I wished I would have been there. That would have been a good one to be at. So, I just, uh, so what? Also, the uh, following night, Monday night raw. Um, and people, it was not live from the Manhattan. It Center. was not. I just wanted to throw that out there in case there's any fucking confusion. Uncooked, uncensored, un- forget the and other. and uh, uncut. uncut. Uncut, sure that works. Uh, so Monday Night Raw at the uh, Smoothie King Center in New Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah, I would. What? What? What'd you think? Oh, what did I think? Sorry, I started talking over you, and I thought you just said what. Um, thought we were pulling an Austin there. What? 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 Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that show was really, really good. Besides the fact that I was really, really tired and dozed off, but I caught up on the DVR. Um, uh, uh, just for that cheat sheet, that's digital video recorder. Yes. And um, so, yeah, I just thought it was great. I've almost come to the conclusion that a post-WrestleMania Raw show is almost as important to be at as a WrestleMania show. I think it's almost more fun because you've got the energy of the previous night and all kinds of new chants and things to do. Like Bray will kill Bray you, will kill you, and just singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. Anytime Bray's in the ring, 
with their hands swaying back and yeah, forth. Yeah, that was just quality stuff right there. All right, so um, I guess I'll, I'll ask this question. I have my moment in mind. Out of all the Raws that are after WrestleMania, if you had to pick one moment from all those shows that sticks out in your mind, what would it be? Well, just instantaneously what sticks out in my mind was last year's Raw crowd and all the chants that they did and the starting of the Fandangoing. Yeah, which Triple H said was dead. But um, I, I, by saying it's dead... Yeah, pretty much. Uh, my moment um, was from last year, and it was um, Mr. Ziggler getting his due. That I just remember reading on, or somebody made, like I think it was WWE memes on Facebook. They just put, and next year's Hall of Fame induction is, what was it, the 2013 Monday Night Raw post-WrestleMania. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, those dude, those crowds are... And I think this year's crowd was trying to outdo last year's crowd because it was so memorable. And next year, in the same, I think it's going to grow to these post-pay-per-view crowds are insane, and let alone WrestleMania, you know, post-show. I think that um, it's hard. The New York crowds are are the best because they, they don't give a fuck. They're mean. <laughs> Yeah, they're like almost like an ECW crowd. Like I firmly believe out of Raw, um, anytime in New York, you will hear a "you suck dick" chant. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, there you go. <laughs> that New York you know, for you. Yeah, you ain't that the truth? Um, but dude, they they put over everybody. Yeah, that with with the exception of ADR, Sherman, Biggie, and John Cena. Yeah, they. You know, they know who they like, and boy, it's not them. <laughs> Dude, I, I really... Yeah, I really you know, s- it's like almost the cool thing to hate seeing now. Hate, it, it is. They really not put him over the, by chanting his... You know, either way, they're chanting his name, right? They're not... I think he's the one who said it. You know, they didn't walk away and get a t-shirt. They stood there, and they still said something. Least, I think it was in that interview with Austin. Yeah. Tina says... uh He's in the backstage post match with somebody, and they go, "How do you feel that they're, you know, chanting you suck?" And I believe his response was, "How do you feel they're not chanting your name at all?" <laughs> I mean, it's it's it, it's fucking true. I mean, no, there's no such thing as bad publicity. No, I mean they're saying your name, so you're doing something right. They didn't forget about you. Um, so bad news, Barrett. Bad news, Barrett. He got over pretty good. He was uh, good to see him back in the ring. I'm not sure if he was injured or got caught doing drugs or his immigration papers were up or something. <laughs> yeah, Vince called INS. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's Immigration Nationalization Services for you guys. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it was awesome because I, mean, I, remember, I remember last year he broke his elbow. Yeah. When um, he was in a battle royal and he had his arm resting on the announce table and Big Show threw Ziggler on him. It wasn't malicious. It just uh, wrong place, wrong time. Kind of like Scott Steiner on a microphone. Wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they kept doing it. I don't get it. Fucking WCW. No wonder you're out of business. Um, but uh, dude, I'm glad. I'm glad he had a match on Raw. That guy's got some talent. He's over. His gimmick is funny. It works for him. I was getting irritated with the bad news thing where he'd just come out and be like, I've got some bad news. Like, it just was getting, like, do something with it. And now if he's going to come out in the ring and it's going to be his thing before he beats somebody up, I've got some bad news. You know, whatever. It's kind of like the genius came out and read a poem and threw Frisbees. What are you going to do? 
<laughs> you know, the Frisbee thing was his idea. He bought them with his own money. Yeah, that was back in the day when WWE had nothing going for him, and you had to do your own thing. Yep, and they, wait, that's when Hogan was just on his way up. Yeah, kind of like, um, um, you know, off the topic story here real quick. Um, I heard it was listening to an interview with uh, Sean Waltman, the one, two, three kid, X Pac, Lightning Kid, Armbar Kid, whatever you want to call him. He uh, he was a big ribber back in the day, always getting into trouble in the locker rooms. And he, uh, for the for those listening, a rib is a practical joke. And uh, the outlaws, or not the outlaws? I'm sorry, the smoking guns, pre-outlaws. Oh, look, we got a Bart Gun reference. Yeah, they took it was. Uh, the uh, Smoking Guns and Kurt Hennig took Kid out for something after a match like he did good or something, whatever. They took him out and they got him drunk. Well, Kurt Hennig shaved his eyebrows when he fell asleep. Just one of them. <laughs> got him to pass out and shaved one of his eyebrows. Well, the next day, Hennig now turns the story on the Smoking Guns and it was them. <laughs> so Kid lines the uh, he lines their cowboy hats full of super glue. <laughs> So that way, when they pulled off their hats, they were all stuck to their heads, and that's how he got brought into the click. Was because they saw it happen, or the the other boys in the click saw it happen, Hall and Nash and um, Shawn Michaels and whatever, and said, "You're too little to be pulling pranks like that with big boys like that. Like you need protection." So they brought him into their thing. They thought it was funny, but they also wanted to make sure nobody killed the little bastard. But I'll tell you that story to tell you this: the reason. Um, that was back in the day. They were saying that the money was real tight, and they uh, the next day he had a photo shoot for his uh, promo flats to autograph his signings <laughs> with <laughs> eyebrow, and they he never got to get a chance to get him retaken because he would have to pay his own money to get him retaken, and he didn't. <laughs> so he said, "Have any?" So I had uh, many of autographs as the one, two, three kid with one eyebrow. Do you have? I one? don't. I wish I did. I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna go on the Twitter. Twitter. Um. Yes, uh, um, you can tweet us at BSW Report. Um, I'm going to go on there right now and tweet XPOC to send me one. So, um, but overall, you know, we kind of got off topic there, but it happens. We're wrestling geeks and we talk about wrestling and things that pop into my head. I'm also a little ADD. So, Raw overall, post WrestleMania, great show. Um, I like the fact with the, the the shield kind of turning on Triple H and stuff at the end there and getting everybody involved. Oh, um, I like the fact that our executive vice president of podcast relations called yet another moment perfectly. Oh, yes, the Divas match on Raw. Yes, I'm still sending um, X-Pac a tweet, but... um. Yeah, he called AJ winning on, on Sunday night and Paige coming out and um, winning the Divas Championship. Now, this is going to set up a match at Extreme Rules between her and Sherman for the pastiest person in the WWE. <laughs> Old Sherman Page. So, yes, <laughs> I think I thought that was interesting, you know, for a Divas match. You know, I'm not the biggest Divas fan. Also, they had the um, uh, Bray's little brother. Oh, yeah, Bo Dallas. And then uh, Axel Rose. <laughs> Um, that, that that's who he's that, portraying. Is that was that Adam thing, wasn't it? Adam Rose, but he's portraying a rock star. I think he's got red hair, so you fucking do the yeah. math. That was. Axel, yeah, I'm gonna be I, honest with you. I didn't get that. That was a promo for him to be a wrestler when I first saw it. What'd you think he's gonna come out and perform and fucking kill? Oh, no, I honestly thought it was just another like a 
commercial for a show on USA. I honestly got confused. Oh, oh it's going to replace, like, Psych yeah, or uh, Burn like, Notice. You know, Adam coming at you. And I was like, all right, cool. And then they played it again, and I go, oh. oh no, no, well done, WWE. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking oversaturated the market again. Who would have yeah. thought? Um, but, uh, yeah, the shield turning was pretty cool. There's a lot of people. Uh, all right, there's a lot of marks um, out the there. Ding paint. paint. They were painted like the crow, yeah. yeah. Um, and he made no appearance, no tease, no nothing. I thought he was going to be You did there. think he was going to be there. You texted me several times. I did think this. I'm not, I'm not a big Sting but fan. But shake things um, up, it'd be interesting. Even though he is what fifty five, yeah. well, um, you know, it is what it is. I think if they do it right, it can. If they promote it right, it can be done right. But you know, we'll see. The thing that pissed me off about um, Raw was the now all of a sudden best friends of Randy Orton and Batista because they lost. So now they're going to go beat up the Usos for some reason. That does not make sense because, like I said earlier, that the Usos had a ton of steam. Yeah. Made the um, champions, made two guys that were just enemies champ or friends, and they didn't even take the championship, and then they just stood there in the ring and smiled at each other with their tattoos amongst them. Today, today, uh, Travis from the DailyWrestle.com, him and I were even talking about that, and he it, was, it blew his fucking mind that they just bury they'd bury the Usos and put those two fucking you know Team Ink sleeves together <laughs> uh, for for no. It didn't make reason. any sense. It didn't make any sense. And maybe there's something out there again that I don't see some big picture, which is why you keep watching, right? Because you want to see what's going to happen. But I don't see it. I didn't get it. They didn't even give me an inkling of why I got it. They were just mad. Like, we lost. We lost the heavyweight championships. So we're going to beat up these guys. Like, why didn't they come out when the Shield was there and beat up Daniel Bryan? Why didn't they join? And there were so many other things that, in theory, of what you think they should do and what they did do. And I don't know. Whatever. It just irritated me. It's like, I, I don't get it. Um, I just, like, hey, you guys are kind of hot still. Let's go beat up these guys. It, 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 it seemed very TNA. Yeah, just like, uh, you and you, go fight them. <laughs> yeah, get out there and earn your fucking subway. <laughs> um, I, I, didn't, I didn't like that at all. What I did like is the return of Rob Van Dam. BVD himself. Bobby Van Dam. Good old Bobby Van Dam, which his run will be through SummerSlam. So he will be here at Battleground in Tampa, Florida. I think that they should have uh, had him at least debut at WrestleMania, but that's just me. I think the hundreds, hundreds. would agree with I think you. that they should have put him maybe even in the Battle Royal. Just he didn't have to he didn't have to win it. They still want to put Cesaro over, put Cesaro over. He could have just been in it. He could have been one of the last couple guys in the ring. He could have got some, some spots in, got his shit in, some of those spin kicks, a rolling thunder, maybe a frog splash, and then got eliminated. He could have done a frog splash onto the big show, bounced off of him and out of the ring. That's how he eliminated. <laughs> I think he is that athletic to do so, it. I don't know. It is what it is. They saved it for Raw, though, so, I mean, you know, just pushed Raw up a little more where people are going, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, because the, the, that crowd was already crazy enough, you know, with the Fandango in and waving their hands, singing that they got the whole world, and absolutely burying the people they're trying to shove down our throats, like Sherman, ADR, Big E. I 
fucking hate those guys. Et cetera, et cetera. Oh, my God. You know, you know I, I think I'm going to ask Brutus if he can put one of them in a sleeper hold Just for me. Like a permanent sleeper hold? I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Just, you know, like Sleeping Beauty or something. That would work. Um, This thought did cross my mind. And I don't know if this is right to say, but you know what? Uh, bad cop here. Uh, the Ultimate Warrior Pass, correct. correct? We got one hell of a... Fa- if there is a heaven, I don't believe. If I offend you guys, well, so what? It's my show. I'll say what I want. Uh, if there is a heaven, we have one hell of a faction going on. We do. On. That's a, they got a, quite a promotion going on up there. Let's see. We got Owen. We got Dino, Andre Dino Bravo. Uh, Earthquake. I was going to say Golda, but yes, Earthquake. Uh, Rick Rude. Warrior now. Uh, Kurt Macho Henning. Man. That was the one I was going to say. And um, I need a manager. Give me a dead manager. Gorilla Monsoon. Eddie Guerrero. Oh, Eddie. Yeah, Eddie. Um, yeah. Um, also, uh, Del Rio's career. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they got a they got a pretty um, stud. good... BJS. Junkyard Dog. Um, Bam Bam. Bam Bam. Um, I just read something on the Twitter, and um, I'm going to assume this is a, a parody account because the tweet was done by Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it says, some crazy mofo in face paint and armbands just crashed through the pearly gates of Power Slam St. Pete. It was pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, but yeah, um... You can find me on Twitter at darnbuffalo55. How do you like that? You can follow me at Brian Rampa on Twitter. Not you can. You will follow will. At Brian Rampa. Yes, you will. Uh, but Raw was awesome. Yeah, great show. And it was I, better than last week's. <sighs> Dude, did you finish last yeah. week's? Oh, you know, that post-WrestleMania crowd, as I believe I texted you on Monday, I think I could get over with this crowd. Uh, dude, if you couldn't, there was uh, did did the uh, the little uh, bull guy, what's his name, El Dorito? Did El he get over? <laughs> uh, I don't El know his name, El Torino or whatever. I think I'm even wrong. Grand Torino, that movie with Eastwood, that's a good <laughs> flick. Um, did he? Uh, was he out? He would have got over. Oh, I'm sure he did. Actually, I think someone in the crowd probably would have um, like took him and sent him crowd surfing. Uh, who is your superstar of the week? Superstar of the week, probably going to steal yours, but I want to say Rob Van Dam. I'm going to go with Bray Wyatt for his performance at WrestleMania and on Raw. Yeah, that just seemed hacky to me, so I was picking Rob Van Dam for his comeback. Who do you face? Rob? Yeah. <laughs> That's how memorable the match was. I remember the five-star... I remember the entrance. I remember the crowd uh, going nuts and him kind of doing his lean back pose where he puts his arms out like, hey, look at me. I'm fucking awesome. Um, I don't. Who the fuck did he face? <laughs> I have to look it up. We're terrible. We're terrible wrestling podcasters and we don't even know who the match is. Uh, in my defense, I, um, I eat like seven meals a day. I do DDP yoga daily, so I get up early. So if my mind's not there, that's my leave, gimmick. Leave me alone. You know, I still got to watch a uh, baseball game at 10 o'clock. So, um, man, who the fuck did he face? So, yeah, you went RVD. That He's a superstar forever. Yeah, or the crowd. We can put the raw crowd in as a superstars of the week. Yeah, I will put. All right, all right, we got a tie, a three-way or tie. Or you know what? 
Fine. I'll pick something. What about Cesaro? We're not going to pick Cesaro? I picked. You pick whoever the fuck you want. I don't know. There are some good ones. Rob Van Dam was good for his comeback. Cesaro proved some feats of strength there. It was. It was. I don't know. Lots of good superstars. I don't know what to say. And he, and he uh, is the newest Paul Heyman fella. Bingo. Um, that to me um, seemed a little TNA. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. They have uh, a, a huge heel in Brock Lesnar. Now they have yes. him managing a huge face in Cesaro. Well, I mean, an up-and-coming up and face, but yeah. The, 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 that doesn't mean big faces and headliner. I just mean big. He's just super, you know, big smiles, and everybody wants to shake his hand, and he wants, you know, whatever. Oh, by the way, the answer is Damien Sandow. Oh, yes, Sandow. Sandow. Um, yeah, the king of swing, as Heyman calls him. I mean, dude... I, I love it because Cesaro needs a mouthpiece because him and Roman Reigns are next. I think you should package Ziggler in there as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Heyman Heyman could Heyman could sell someone a, a pile of shit even if they had a mouthful of it. Dude, Heyman could convince me to jump off of a house. Like he'd just be like, "It's good for business," and I'd be like, "All right." I, I, I think I once convinced you to jump off oh, a house. small shed. It looked like a house. <laughs> it had shingles. Um, it it's shing- in a, in a pitch. So, but there you go. What uh, what we got up next here to chat about? Um, what did you think of how uh, the network held up for me? Oh, Mania? it was perfect. I didn't have any any hangups on my end. I didn't either. And did you catch the Hall of Fame? Catched uh or catched. I catched most of it. I was, <laughs> I was, I running. was running, and then I watched the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it was uh, good. It was good. Uh, you know, I don't think I don't care who you are. You, nobody can beat Scott Hall's speech. Bad times never last, but bad guys do. I will say, Warrior made me chuckle when he he came out and he said, uh, "Was I watching an infomercial for DDP Yoga?" I mean, come on now, give me the eight hundred number. I'm yeah. sold. And you know, as we spoke of earlier, watching you know him talk about his, uh, well, you know, we maybe talked about that before we were recording. But when he was talking to his kids and his wife, and you could just see like they're looking around, going, "That's my dad." Like you know, why do all these people yeah. love my dad? And I don't know. That was not, now watching it the second time, you go, "Yikes! That's scary stuff." Yeah, it's it's like he could foresee the future. If that was the case, I should have hit him up for some lottery. Yeah, numbers. like it was just like seeing the his wife's eyes and how proud she was of him, and hearing the story of how they were together and they broke up and da 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 da. Then the kids and they he did all this stuff before his kids, and he's just been there in their life since then. And you know now he's gone. Jesus, <laughs> it, it just was, having it was, a child myself yeah. gives me the heebie-jeebies. You, oh yeah, yeah. How is the new? She's all right. Like, you know, you keep her fed and put her to sleep. She's all right. <laughs> do you like? Do you like do a sleeper homeworld or the million dollar dream? Uh, yes, yes. A little bit. Of, uh, I alternated. Oh, oh wow! You wow on the fly too. That's pretty technically sound. Um, so um, yeah, I liked Scott Hall. I liked Jake Roberts. Jake's a lot. was good. It was uh, it was emotional. emotional and it was you know, but you know, Jake's an emotional fella. Uh, Lita's was okay, you know. Yeah, little long, little long, little long. She kind of got caught up in there. Um, I don't know much about Carlos Colon. You know, he was clearly not in my television channels when I would turn on wrestling. I didn't get stuff from Puerto Rico. 
I know he is the father of Carlito and one of the fighting Tito Santana. How do you feel about Carlito? How do you think Carlito feels about, you know, not being able to be signed to the WWE, but they're going, hey, why don't you come and duck dad to the Hall of Fame and come out on our stage? And then, well, no way. Like a, like a piece yeah, of shit. I don't, well, I don't know what he feels. I don't know what, really what happened with him. If he's just a piece of shit, if he's a ass backstage, or if he's drugs, or if it's they just didn't see anything in him. I will, you know what I will do? I will make it my mission to get a hold of Carlito, and I'll try to get him on the damn show. I tried to reach out to someone else to get him on the show, but their people told me, basically, when it comes to technology, the guy's a fucking moron and can't do it. We'll leave out of it. So, yeah, we'll we'll leave names out of it, but man, my arms feel really buff right now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I'll try to get Carlito on, and I will even, I will... Even if he hangs up on us, I'll say, what happened? That's not cool. <laughs> oh, man, give yourself a horror for that. He'll spin um, an apple at you. Yeah, through the fucking computer screen. Good luck. No wonder you're a fucking old so, um, Moving on, like we said, Raw was amazing. WWE Network was running smooth. Um, Superstars of the Week, we're looking at Cesaro and uh, what did you say? I said Bray White. We also put the WWE fans from the Monday Night Raw in that category too, because by God, they if they didn't help make the show, I don't know who did. I had a question I want to ask you about the Hall All of right. Fame. Do you think they should ever put a referee in yes. there? I do too. Who do you think? Off the top of my head, first one. Earl? Uh or Nick Patrick. Those are the two only. Those are the two I was thinking of as well. Or uh, that Canadian dude, Jimmy Corderas, was good. The guy they got now, Mike Chode or whatever. Um, Chode. Mike <laughs> Ch- Chioda. Um, he's good. Also, uh, Austin's a good referee. Did they ever put the Fink in? Uh, I don't if know. If they didn't, they need to. You know what? They do need to. And if my my phone wasn't dead. Oh, it's not dead. I will. I will. Stephanie again. Yeah. See, see, good old Steph's. Steph's is what I call her. <laughs> As, you know, that's what. Yeah, you know, we got pet names for each other. You know, what, 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 you know she, um, she, I call her Steph's. She says she calls me. I have a restraining <laughs> order. Uh, I think Howard Finkel is in the Hall right, of Fame. Good. Um, managers. Oh, uh, Bobby Heenan. Heenan. What about Jimmy Hart? Heenan. Who did he? Let's see. He managed the Nasty Boys. Well, I think the harder question is who didn't he manage? Well, you know, there was the yeah. They had their little stables there. Well, I mean, the Heenan family. Come on, a break. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart could go in. I think Heyman should. Heyman, uh, lately, you know, pre. Yeah. You know, Heyman, as of you know, say five years earlier, you'd have been like, really, for what he did, he managed Brock Lesnar, and then he left and. Talked about MMA on his weird website. Hey, yeah. Russell. And then, so, I mean, now, though, you know, now I give it to him. All right, so if you had to pick one headliner to go in the Hall of Fame next year, who would it be? Just in general? Yes. Macho Man. I was thinking Savage 2. All right, let's, one headliner who's alive. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, Ash hasn't been prob- put in yet, has he? Dude, we are really bad at this. Uh, yeah, I don't think he has. Uh, Put Nash in there. I don't. Kevin yeah. Nash. Um, 
Oh, of the yeah. uh, Lakers? Um, I All right. Uh, I think we can try. No, I'd say Kevin, Big Kev. Do you think they're going to induct the NWO in? They uh, have the to. The NWO as in, like, Scott Norton and Conan and the whole crew. Do you think they're all going to come get a ring? Or do you think they're going to be a three? The original three. I think I know who the big name is next year. You should put Bischoff in with them, too. I think Bischoff should go in on his own. Um, But I think I know who will be the big name next year. Sting. Stanger? I think think it's going to happen. And he'll do a couple spots for, um, you know... <laughs> Sloppy Joe. Um, Nobody's gonna want to be the guy now. Do. They're all gonna be like, dude, the warrior. Like they don't want the warrior curse. Yeah, it's like the the Madden yeah, curse. To be the guy <laughs> that's like you're the guy getting inducted. Everybody's like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I me. quit. Um, DDP needs to get someone else. He needs to rescue I'm someone else. Um, you know, he could be the you know in the sobriety wing. He would be the. Uh, the first part, you know, like the lead dog of sobriety. Uh, what the hell was that? Are you still recording? Of course I am. I'm shitting out. Well, that's okay. We have some. Te- we're still recording, folks. But yeah, I think it'd be good to put DDP in. So, um, I read this on the internet. Um, there's talk of the WWE Network price increase next year from 11.99 to 12.99. What do you think? I think that it's dumb. I also heard that they might charge for WrestleMania. Uh, VIPbox.tv. That's VIPbox.tv. If they charge for Mania, I won't yet. Mm-hmm. I pay enough of my hard-earned money for that um, network, and I don't want to pay any more. And that's all I got to say about that. And I guess that brings us to our old-school moment of the yeah. week. And we're going to stay with uh, the theme of the Warrior. And go with one of the biggest WrestleMania matches ever. WrestleMania 6, Skydome Toronto. Hogan, as the World Wrestling Federation champion, faces off against the World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental champion, James Bryan Helwig, the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, I picked this match many, many times. I love this match. It was, uh, it was, they sold you so well on it. You, you're, Torn is the the new guy is in as you know is the Warriors in is it Hogan who you've loved forever is it you know the whole thing I don't know I was in that match big time yeah that was I was I was never a big Hogan mark until he flipped to NWO um, so I was glad Warrior took it I thought it was weird I remember being a kid I was like how is he gonna defend both belts at the same time I don't get it yeah <laughs> I remember being confused too I don't understand. But, you know, my memory of that is I was six, so I was all in with Hogan. I was saying prayers, eating vitamins, but then watching Warrior come running to the ring. And you're like, oh, my God, look at this guy. I like cut to a T, too. I mean, he had abs up to his neck. Oh, dude, fucking grate some cheese on them abs. My favorite Warrior match was actually two years before at WrestleMania four. When the Ravishing One beat him for the IC strap, just, I was a big Rick Rude fan, and it created a pretty good um, feud between the two of them that lasted really for years. Because yeah. and he also had his feud with Savage too, that was really fucking go. good. But WrestleMania Six kind of was the uh, icing on the cake. cake. Him a, and Savage did have a good run. Uh, that retirement match at WrestleMania what nine? 
Seven or nine? One seven, of the two. Seven. Yeah, that seven. When, that was when the uh, warrior held Vince hostage, said he wasn't going to go out if they didn't up his pay. No, that was SummerSlam uh, 91. Well, he said it at SummerSlam, but it was leading into WrestleMania 7 as well. Yeah, because he's... And after Vince paid yeah, him... And then gave him the boot. Fucking gave well, him he the, just, the... I read on, your, I was reading online that he just gave him a suspension, and then he wouldn't take the suspension, so he resigned. So he said, fuck you, you're, I'm, I'm out, you know what? Kenny Powers is out. Uh, so I think that's about wraps it up. Anything you got, Brian? Uh, do we want to discuss any internet rumor that we've been tossing around? Yeah, give me one. Uh, the only one that's popping in my head right now is the rumor that AJ Lee and CM Punk are engaged. I think that rumor has been solved because if you saw her promo last night, uh, the other night on Raw, she's wearing an well, engagement see, I wasn't ring. paying that close of attention. I just happened to notice that. One thing I want to touch on, CM Punk's not coming back. Anyway. I don't see it happening. I I um I get people are excited for it and it'd make a very good moment, but Homeboy's got plenty of money. Oh yeah, he's straight. His broad's got plenty of money. Yep. And he lives a very very laid back life. He's also got the best type of relationship with his girl, and that is she's on the road about 362 days a year. Boom. Never can fight. <laughs> Dude, I wonder if that's awkward for him. Be like, though. hey, you still work for the company that I quit because I don't like them. Yeah, that's got to be weird. Oh, I and, um, the same yeah. thing when uh, Brett got screwed by Vince and he's like, I'm going to WCW and this and that. And then Owen's still like, hey, so yeah, you know, you fucked over my brother. I'm just going to keep working for you. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Owen, you know, just basically said, you know, I'm not my brother. But, you know, it's because Jim, you know, Jim the Anvil and. And uh, British Bulldog and these guys all jump ship um, and followed him over there. And With, Owen's like, "Eh, not pretty good here." <laughs> like, I'm what, what did Owen? What did Owen do after? The, is that when he went to the Nation? No, 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 no. That was wait. Hell, the Nation had already been done by then. What did Owen do after that? That was when blue they started doing the Blue Blazer gimmick a lot. And he Poor was in guy. And, out and he kept saying he wasn't the Blue Blazer, and you know that whole thing. But. I don't know. I thought that was. I always wondered that like relationship when they're like Christmas dinner sitting around the heart. <laughs> you know, the heart. <laughs> <laughs> so Owen, what's new yeah, at work? <laughs> so, uh, about that company that stuck me in the ass and I punched the owner in the eye. How's it feel to work there still? Uh, it's a paycheck. So, but yeah, that'd be. F- that is this week. Um, we will get this thing up as soon as possible. Maybe a little long. Uh, another day after we do some editing and putting stuff back together. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that is this week's episode of the BS Wrestling Report. Uh, Brian and I want to fucking thank everybody for hitting that download button and listening. If you weren't fucking paying attention, I'll say it again. Follow Brian on Twitter, at Brian Rapper, and follow me, Steve, at DarnBuffalo55. Most importantly, show. Follow, follow the fucking show at BSW Report. Tweet us questions. We will discuss them on air, as you fucking noticed. Till then, we'll see you right here next week on the BS Wrestling Report. Cut. And...